Welcome to the Narrowing Path, Walking the Spiritual Walk. My name is Stephen Anderson. Thank you all for joining me again today as we go through and we do the reading for April 10th from James Allen's Daily Meditations. Yesterday is about truth and um, becoming a holy man, right? And uh, the amount of sacrifice that it actually takes to do so was one I thoroughly enjoyed. So I hope everyone else did too. And I'm looking forward to today, seeing what just the rest of August brings us. So uh, this will be fresh to you and fresh to me, meaning you'll get my genuine response, reactions, observations, and what I relate to about the reading, as this will be the first time that I hear it or read it right here on the podcast with y'all. So here we go. This is August 10th from James Allen's Daily Meditation. He who enters upon the holy way begins by restraining his passions. What the saints, sages, and saviors have accomplished, you likewise may accomplish if you will only tread this way of self-accept, excuse me, of self-sacrifice, of self-denying service. Truth is very simple. It says, give up self. Come unto me away from all that defiles, and I will give you rest. All the mountains of commentary that have been piled upon it cannot hide it from the heart that earnestly seeking, that is earnestly seeking for righteousness. It does not require learning. It can be known in spite of learning. Disguised under many forms of forms by erring, self-seeking men, the beautiful simplicity and clear transparency of truth remains unaltered and undimmed. And the unselfish heart enters into into and partakes of its shining radiance. Not by weaving complex theories is truth realized, but by weaving the web of inward purity, by building up the temple of a stainless life. Saintship is the beginning of holiness. And there we go. We've been given the instructions to begin, right? I love how this has constantly been reintroduced and reintroduced over the course of this year's meditations, and I'm sure it will come up again, but the wording's always a little different or the perspective's different, right? And you know, we're talking about we talk about restraint and passions and stuff like that. And before, you know, but this is the way, um, but not necessarily in this capacity of relating it to paths already taken, right? Saints, sages, saviors. And also taking these people that have been placed at such a high mountaintop of spirituality, potentially at least, and saying that line, um, you likewise may accomplish. That's pretty awesome. That's ins- that's, uh, that gives somebody hope. That gives me hope. That gives me inspiration to actually continue to pursue this lifestyle, you know? All right, let's go through back through this real quick. He who enters 
upon the holy way begins by restraining his passions, right? So we have to we have to reel in our emotional natures. We have to, especially beginning by reeling in our emotional actions, reeling in our behaviors, the actual things we're physically influencing in this life. Right. He who enters upon the holy way begins by restraining his passions, right? The things, the excitement, the lust, the gluttony, the um, the pride, the ego, the anger, right? We don't act on those anymore. Self-control is strength. So, what the saints, sages, and saviors have accomplished, you likewise may accomplish if you will only tread this way of self-sacrifice, of self-denying service. So, he's saying these uh, the saviors, saint, or excuse me, saints, sages, and saviors, we can also achieve these things. Like I was saying, this is the what, what he's saying is these are people like you and I, right? The difference is they decided to live a different way of life. And they went through and they took the appropriate actions and they actually did the hard work to achieve these things too. It was not simple. It was not easy more so. Maybe it's a better way to say it. Simple is... A lot of times it is a simple action. It is a simple answer. We just don't like the answer. Right? So... But that statement that we can be like them, right? We can have what they have too. It just takes self-sacrifice and self-denying. We don't eat gluttonously. We don't dress vainly. We don't talk arrogantly and egotistically. Right? We reel these things in. We deny ourselves uh, the overindulgence of physical pleasures. And that's this that's the beginning of this path for that. And the it seems like a sacrifice in the beginning because it is, right? Because that's what we're used to. That's what we've been normalized to actually bringing into our lives. And that's what society, these days especially, tell us matter is the materialistic side of things, the emotional satiation. And it doesn't. That's But is that, it seems like some huge... It seems like just some huge sacrifice in the beginning. But through that, and the self-denial, self-sacrifice, is the only way to really make spiritual progress. Right? That's the only place we find it. Everything else is living selfishly and self-centered. So living other-centered is very different for a guy like me and is that a bigger reward than I ever thought possible just from trying to do the right thing 
goes on here. The truth is very simple. It says, give up self. Come unto me, away from all the def that defiles, and I will give you rest. I mean, that's pretty, that's it in a nutshell, right? Don't follow your, don't serve yourself. Serve the God of your, under, serve God, God of your understanding. And you will find peace. It's the distance we are from our perceived desires that give us that restless, irritable, and discontented feeling with life. Give up self, come unto me, and I will give you rest. It's an amazing line, I believe, from the Bible, but the way he references it here and brings it into this teaching, this these uh, principled ways of living, it's very important to recognize that, what it actually means. All the mountains of commentary that have been piled upon it cannot hide from it the heart that is earnestly seeking for righteousness. So all this other maybe, um, false, all these other potentially false statements or self-serving statements or um, statements that will distort the truth behind it, right? It cannot hide that truth, though, from the heart that is earnestly seeking for righteousness. It will find it. It will. It will uh, tease it out. It will. It'll... When someone is seeking for righteousness, it's amazing what someone can find, regardless of the barriers, right? Like, someone can begin to practice a spiritual way of living and start to practice these principles and disciplines far, far ahead of finding a God. But they can find it through that. It's just kind of amazing to me. He says next, it does not require learning. It can be known in spite of learning. Right there, right? Like, that's exactly what I just said. It's, um, even in ignorance, you can live this way of life and just experience what it's talking about without having the words for it, without having the formal, excuse me, training on things or education on things, whatever, wherever you want to see that, you know, that's okay. Disguised under many forms of erring, self-seeking men, the beautiful simplicity and clear transparency of truth remains unaltered and undimmed. And the selfish heart enters and then the unselfish art enters into and partakes of its shining resonance. Radiance. Oh, I'm misreading this all over the place. I apologize. Disguised under many forms of erring, self-seeking men, 
the beautiful simplicity and clear transparency of truth remains unaltered and undimmed. So there's a lot of people that use this stuff for selfish ends. There's a lot of people that use this with self-interest in mind. They're using um, spiritual principles or spiritual literature to actually serve their own egos or serve their own selfish motives. And, but even though despite that, you can, the message being carried is still one you can grow from is still one that the truth can shine through and the rest be left. That's what we're talking about here. It can't be dimmed. Can't be, it can't be altered because that's just the truth of things. The truth will always be, has always been, and it is right now. I said that last night, I think, or maybe it was two nights ago now. Sorry, they they blend together sometimes. And that's just reality. That's the thing. Whether you believe what I just said, that the truth will, is always been here, will always be here, and it's here right now, that is just the way it is. It doesn't. The truth does not matter whether you believe in it or not, because the truth will always be the truth at the end of the day. Not by weaving complex theories is truth realized, but by weaving the web of inward purity, by building up the temple of a stainless life. So the... <laughs> I was just talking to someone about this today. The intellectual jungle gym we put ourselves in to try to figure out our, ourselves psychologically and socially. There's something to be said for some of that. I don't want to take that away from it. There's, there's a lot of good stuff that can come from that. But the really, the growth and the, the, the true turning points is in the practice of how we're living, right? It's in the practice and in our actions. Yeah, that last line, by building up the temple of a stainless life. So we begin to change our actions. And I've talked about it so many, so many times, which I, this is the, I believe, the correct way to change things. You change your actions and you'll see the thinking behind them. You know, this is where discipline comes in. Responsibility and discipline. Change, change the physical behaviors first so you can see the mental, mental part of it. Then you can change the mental part. And behind, when you change that, you can see where it's coming from. Is it coming from fear? Is it coming from love? So it's the actions first that need to change. The behaviors give you the space to actually grow. So this last line I like a lot. It's uh, interesting, and I'm not sure what to make of it. Obviously, it's pointing in a direction, right? So saintliness is the beginning of holiness. And the first thing I think of, and this, please correct me if I'm wrong, um, Saints usually are stories of retribution, retribution, reconciliation, repentance, more so. Retribution's a payback one, right? So, yeah, reconciliation, repentance, right? Saints usually 
again, this is from my understanding, have a more troubled path and then turn to God and absorb or adapt and really practice living a Christ-like life, a God-like life. All right, well, okay, then that's the end of today's reading. Thank you all for joining me again. Uh, of course, another fantastic one. Um, April shape, or excuse me, August is shaping up to be a pretty good uh, month so far. So I'm extremely grateful for it. Thank you, everybody, who jumped on to take a listen, and I'll be back again tomorrow. So until next time, thanks. Mm -hmm.